What is up everybody? Welcome in to a brand new edition of the SNS show. I'm Jake Starr. He's Preston Shoemaker right below me if you're watching on the Instagram live stream. Uh, we got an exciting show today. Got a lot to talk about. It's Preston, it's been a while since we've last done a show. Obviously, different circumstances, weird circumstances without a doubt. And I think I'm excited just to get back in the swing of things. This is crazy, Jake. I'm not can't tell you I'm really having fun doing it this way, but it's sad. It's uh we said before our last show, we said we're gonna have a lot to talk about when we come back in a few weeks and yeah, we sure do have a lot to talk about. Definitely not what I don't think either of us were expecting, but uh, this is wild. Whole new experience. Found a way to make this work, so uh, let's get going. Obviously, if you're watching on Instagram, be sh sure to leave comments. I see Chris Hess, I see Andrew Destins left some comments, so uh, welcome in, guys. We hope you uh, hope you stay with us this afternoon. So, Preston, I think let's just let's just get started right away, and let's talk about just the week it's been. And I think we talk about just the domino effect of last week. It started with Rudy Gobert testing positive for coronavirus. And it feels like every single day we found out more and more just dominoes falling in the sports world. Yeah, I mean, when that happened, I was at Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. We were down there to cover the Big Ten tournament that didn't happen. And I just remember sitting there watching Indiana versus... Um, oh man, no, who'd they play? They played, uh, geez, it's been a week. I can't remember anything anymore. I'm losing my mind. It's been more like it a was, year. Um, Nebraska, thank you. And, uh, you know, that night that Rudy Gobert comes out, the NBA suspends, and you're wondering what's going to happen next. And a week later, we've got no sports, we've got no school, we've got nothing. And we have no idea when it's going to go back to normal. And it's kind of crazy. Uh, I just, I mean, just remembering from last week down in Indianapolis, the atmosphere was very eerie. The streets that were very crowded early in the week were dead by the end of the week. And um, there was just nothing going on. And the once the tournament was canceled and then all the leagues, the domino effect, you saw March Madness go, the NBA was already gone, the NHL followed in, M MLB's out, and now all college sports are basically gone. And it's just, it's very weird. And I don't know, uh, thank God we have NFL free agency because we have something to talk about, something to make That's us feel normal. Because this is, I feel like a lab rat. I just, I'm cooped up in the house and somebody's on the other side of the glass taking notes about my interactions with people to the outside world. And they're just testing me. I don't know. This is weird. But, uh, I'm, you know, happy we're able to talk about this stuff and get together and try to do a show. But I think it's crazy. You, just, you mentioned Gobert. If you go back, say he doesn't test positive and the NBA doesn't pause and the whole world followed after that, you know, you could potentially still see players going out there playing if these guys weren't tested. That's kind of scary. I mean, yeah, you can just it could happen. You can see that, and with the NBA being that first domino to fall, that's where all this came from. And if they had not taken the precautions, Adam Silver and the entire NBA started everything. And whether that's the good thing or the bad thing, you could be upset that everything's canceled, but you look at how serious it's being taken and imagine if sports are still being played and things still felt normal. That'd be crazy. But uh, domino effect indeed. I, don't, I know it started there. Eventually Penn State classes are canceled now online for the rest of the spring. We won't be back at school and very odd. That's, that's to say the least. Yeah, I think just to build off what you said, it's a good question. If Rudy Gobert never gets diagnosed with coronavirus or COVID-19, does all this happen? And I think the answer remains yes. It just would have been a matter of when, not if, because you've seen a ton of other people in the sports world, not a ton, but a handful, be diagnosed with coronavirus. Obviously, Sean Payton, the latest one today, is one in the NHL for Brooklyn Nets, including Kevin Durant. So it's crazy. Christian Wood on the Detroit Pistons. So, you know, obviously... What we're going through now is probably for the best, but it definitely still hurts. I think we'll shift gears a little bit and just talk about, you know, how are we coping? It's like we're doing a show now, you know, 200 miles apart from each other. We're not going to be in our studio again, probably until the fall, if we're back here's to school a, by then. I don't know if you've thought about this, but here's a shocker for you. 
if we move to Willard in the fall, we will never do another show from Innovation Park. We will never do another com radio event from Innovation Park. If those studios are finished. It's just crazy. Could you have imagined that the week before spring break? That was the last time we could have been working out there. That's insane. And it shows that bigger picture, all these things, I don't want to say we took for granted because I know how much we all value these opportunities, but I think it just shows that how anything can be just taken from you in an instant. And for the first time in our lifetimes, we're kind of seeing that happen because it always felt like, oh, if I, you know, if something happened, oh, I still have sports to turn to, but there's no sports to turn to. There's no, you know, I can't go out and play around the golf anymore. I can't go out and go bowling to take my mind off something. It's, we're kind of stuck in this new reality for the time being, and we're just looking for ways to cope, whether it's, you know, doing a show today, watching old sporting events. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but it's just, it's going to be interesting the next two weeks, two months, how long it may be. Well, what have you done? What have you done to cope and not just sit around and be upset? What, what are some things that you've been doing? Well, I've definitely, I, I think the key is find ways to be productive, find ways to keep doing stuff. I know I've spent the last week and a half working on tons of broadcast tapes. I've put together my Jim Nance Award uh, tape as well. I've reached out to other broadcasters for feedback. Obviously, this week I've gotten a chance to, you know, go into Zoom classes, got to go to History of Baseball earlier this week, got to go to my Comp 403 class today. So we're finding ways to keep busy. I know my brother and I, we've played a lot of football, a lot of basketball in the backyard, you know, Xbox. So just finding ways to stay busy because, frankly, the reality that we used to have where we would be prepping for games, doing talk shows, helping in Comm Radio, that's all gone. So we got to find new ways to you know, use our time until life returns, hopefully the normal before the summer. What about you? How have you been coping? I don't don't think I've settled into a routine yet. It's just been day by day and just trying to figure out what to do next. And it's been very weird. I played uh, a lot of NCAA football 13, trying to put Penn State back on the map. So hopefully John Gross is listening. Yeah, I'm trying to get trained up so I can beat John Gross this summer if you're tuning in, John. But uh you know, we'll that'll be we'll see there. But a uh, lot of Xbox, a lot of watching old sporting events, uh, just relaxing a little bit, listening to some music, and I mean, it's just it's weird. It's very weird. I definitely could be more productive. The Zoom classes or something. I was uh, out shooting some video for a package today that I'm putting together, but uh, very odd. And there's just there's no easy way to just deal with all this it all hits you at once in the last week it's been one of the most monumental impactful weeks that i can remember in my lifetime when it started with go bear and then the big 10 tournament gets canceled and i fly back here to holidaysburg and get in the house on sunday i've left the house four times two of them were just to go down to the gun range and shoot with my dad so it's probably more times than i've left that's the house. one thing i've been doing to cope but uh you know other than that just sitting around watching sports and trying to do homework on zoom that's uh I, I said to one of my friends earlier i need a hat with zoom logo on it. if i can get a zoom hat anyone listening can get me a hat with the zoom logo on it it'll look great in the collection i think that would be awesome but we will we'll have to see if you are just joining us jake star preston shoemaker coming to you probably about 200 miles apart if you can't stay for the entire show we'll have a podcast up on social media later but if you are li- watching right now You know, leave comments, ask questions, tell us how you're coping because obviously we're always looking for new ways to, you know, kill the time until life returns back to normal, whenever that may be. So if you are watching, you know, ask questions, you know, we'll try to give you our feedback on stuff and just let us know, you know, what you're doing. We'll try to just stay actively engaged because this is one of those rare opportunities where we don't have, you know, we're not on any time limits, don't have to do any ad reads. We can kind of just sit back, relax, have a conversation. I don't know. I don't know, Jake. I might, I might, <laughs> I might work a couple Lions Pride reads in just for sanity's sake. I've been sitting around a little bit, and uh, every now and then I'll be like, "Yeah, this uh, drink of water is brought to you by Lions Pride." Want to look like you belong in your bedroom this season? You can when you shop 
their Nike collection. So well, make sure you couple, only visit online because you have to practice social distancing. Social distancing. Do not go to 112 East College Avenue. Just shop no, online at lions-pride.com. Yes, that would be and great. We have some, yeah, it would be excellent. We have some comments now. We got Alyssa Rubin, design a hat on custom ink. There's an idea I, for your... I've, I've already been in touch with my parents down at the locker room. We are working <laughs> on Zoom University hats. Those will be going on sale with the um, approval of Zoom. I don't want to get into copyright issues. But True. And Andre Maguero, uh, we appreciate the support. We got to get a Big Ten Now SNS show collab at some point. Hopefully, once this all kind of clears up in a couple weeks, we can maybe all get together. With, you know, Jordan from college, Andre, Kyle, me, you, and just do some, just do a big show. I think that would be a, that would be really fun. A good way, just uh, you know, got to keep it going, got to keep the show going. The the train doesn't stop. It would be enjoyable. I would enjoy getting together with all the boys again and talking sports if sports are happening. Hopefully, I mean, I Jay. Here, this will be interesting. What was the worst thing to go for you? Like domino effect. Things start falling. It's sad. It happens. It's fine. You move on. What's the worst thing that has been taken so far? I don't just. I was gonna put out a tweet a week or two ago that this is the best time of the year. Like it really is. Sports yeah. wise, you have yeah. baseball season starting. MLB and I mean NBA and NHL playoffs. You have the Masters, the Kentucky Derby, March Madness. It's the greatest time of the year, and it just feels like all of that stuff that we look forward to every spring is taken away from us. You know, baseball season's not going to start for a while. Who knows if the NBA or NHL is going to come back? You know, Kentucky Derby was already moved to September. Speaking of that, I have taken up some horse betting to kill the time because horse racing is still going on. <laughs> that that's you know that's there what's keeping my competitive juices going. But you know, March Madness is gone. So the Masters. I know me and you were like, if they take the Masters, I don't know what's next. And it's just what we don't know what to do because there's there's no sports to watch. But the thing that hurts the most, I can't tell you once. Obviously, losing the Phillies for the next couple of months is going to suck. But the thing that hurts the most. Is you know, if you took all the sports away, I'd be able to cope a lot better if I was at school, you know, still on the radio, still doing stuff all the time. But the fact that we can't call games, I think that's the part that hurts the most, that all college sports are gone and we can't call any more games. Yeah, I, I mean, clearly schools, no being at school is the worst. Dean, you're right, no NASCAR. My friend Dean there. Uh, no NASCAR. Can't talk NASCAR anymore. That's, that's a sad one. I was looking forward. NASCAR was about to be appointment television for me when I found out they were the only sporting event to still be standing. But Don't we sleep lost on NASCAR. NASCAR. But that's okay. But here's, here's what I'm thinking. Out of all the sporting events, the one I'm most upset about, I think, is the Masters because that's so... It's the Masters on CBS and Jim Nance. And we sat around listening to that music like a month ago, looking forward to it. And it's like not going to happen. And it's, it's the best. It's the best. It's time the of best. Year. Obviously, March Madness, there's nothing that compares to it. Losing an entire tournament is terrible. But putting it in a specific perspective, Lamar Stevens was six points away from being tied in the all-time leading score. Seven from being the only all-time leading score in Penn State history. He's never going to get there. That is so frustrating as a fan. As someone who I know you haven't, you got off the bandwagon, Jake. So I know you're not upset about this loss of Penn State basketball. We should be getting yeah, ready. No, to, no, 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 no. We should be getting ready to watch our first Penn. State. We should be in Albany I or Cleveland be. right now, yeah. getting ready to watch our first Penn State basketball game. But that's taken away. We should be in Allentown next yeah. weekend, getting ready to see Penn State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But that's it's, all gone right yeah, now. It's you know, the worst. No March Madness. No NCAA I bought tournament. It. Ten seniors for Penn I State hockey. I bought a March Madness Penn State shirt because I thought it was worth the purchase. They just miss having them around this magical season for them. We talked about it. We covered it all year long. And just to see it come to an end like that is devastating. And you feel for the seniors and the hockey team as well. We covered them down the stretch because, you know, we're big hockey guys. And Huge hockey. The Flyers are good. The Flyers were good. They're, are they going to play another game? That's, we'll never know. This I, is, I hope. I have to say I, this is great timing for the Penguins because they were really starting to trip and fall down on their face. So give them a little bit of time to remember how the sports played. Good, good timing for the Yankees. They had too many injuries, so I'm kind of happy the Yankees can kind of get caught up on themselves a little bit. You know, I mean, it's who knows when stuff's going to come back. But we've got the NFL. But you raise a good What's point. That? that it's a good timing for some of these teams. About the, not not good timing, but there's a so there can be you know obviously 
In a situation like this, you have to be someone who looks at the glass half full. You know, every day is a day closer to getting sports back and getting normal life back. But, you know, if you're going to look at it a little optimism, why don't we talk about for the Sixers, it gets Ben Simmons time to get healthy. For the Phillies, it means Andrew McCutcheon. And, and Embiid. Exactly. And Embiid, Andrew McCutcheon can get healthy. You know, the Phillies are, if it's a 100-game season, I give the Phillies a much better chance of making the playoffs than if it's a 162-game season. So there's a few, it sucks, but there's some silver linings. You're going to have, in baseball perspective, you're going to have players who are healthier because they haven't played as much. You're going to have pitchers that are healthier because they haven't thrown as much. You know, Jordan from college down here in the comments making a great point back to the Penguins. Jake Gensel, who's been out to injury, he's going to come back and end up getting more of a season if they resume where they were left off or try to make up some of these games. That's going to help the Penguins. I mean, guys who are injured, it helps. It's just going to be weird. It's such an unprecedented situation. You can't really prepare for it, and it's tough to even really say you know, what's it going to be like watching the Masters in October with football on on Masters Sunday, but they're also playing regular season baseball games. And oh, yeah, last week was the NBA Finals. And can, tomorrow's the Kentucky Derby. Like, it, it's going to be so weird. Everything's going to be at once. And you're going to have multiple sports equinoxes that we usually only get once or twice a year. It's going to be exactly. so weird. Also, uh, Andre with the comment of the day so far, less games watching Jake Arrieta pitch. I think that's a silver lining and all this. But imagine this for a second, okay? You know, the dead period in sports usually is July, August each year. NBA Finals ends June. You have maybe some, hello, Andrew Field, hope all is well. But hello, friends, imagine it's, imagine it's July, and we're sitting in the press box in Socrates watching game one of the NBA Finals or watching the Stanley Cup. I just knocked on uh, like, wood. Imagine that. I just knocked on wood. That's I need you to do that too Yeah, not, knock because, on wood. Yeah, thank you. I, yes, but imagine that. Imagine, you know, if we get the Socrates, which obviously we're holding out hope right now that we are, but I think that we need to have some optimism, obviously, but just imagine how cool that'll be if we got baseball, NBA Finals, NHL Finals, all going on in like August. Are the Olympics going to happen? Like if they do and that's going on at the same time, it's going to be unprecedented. Very crazy. Yeah, definitely. You're going to be on press. Let's look at some of these comments right here real quick. We got, I, love uh, the, I love the discussion going on in the comments. Great stuff here. Just love well, Peyton see. Jones gets signed to the NHL. Actually, big shout out Brandon Byro. Brandon Byro. How by- about it? So let, how about this? Brandon Byro plays for Penn State Hockey. Penn State Hockey plays in Pagula Ice Arena. Terry and Kim Pagula, who gave the money to build Pagula Ice Arena, own the Buffalo Sabres. So yeah. that's a cool connection right there. Uh, Very neat. This is the fieldy. How do you feel about Brian and Will giving your movie reviewing a run for its money? I saw that review last night. It was <laughs> It was pretty good. It was a good review. They about 50 uh, likes on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter and going off on Twitter, did you see Connor Griffin yesterday? I saw – I'm proud to say that I know Connor Griffin because he's blowing up, and pretty soon we're not going to be able to speak to him because he's going to have bodyguards that stand in front of us. But uh, He, he asked Liv Coward to come on his podcast. Unreal. If it happens, I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll be breaking social distancing to go see my buddy Connor because I know I won't be able to see him after he gets big. Exactly. He's already getting big. He's a, he's a big deal. I mean, every time I tell him he's a big deal, he always tries to just tell I'm me human. to calm, I'm calm down a little bit. Mm. Uh, but kind of, uh, I agree, Andrew. We're famous by association for knowing our friend Connor Griffin. I hope that he gets to watch this back <laughs> later and appreciate and the viral, love that we're giving him. He went viral with the Taco Bell vigil, too. This kid's on a roll right now. <laughs> he's on a roll. He's, he's a, making the he's most a out of a tough situation. That's what we're trying he's to coming do for, here. He's coming for Jordan from college's social media crown. That, oh, that's what I'm getting out of this. That's big. That is big. Now, that's... Question, question for you and question for everybody else. What's bigger, Jordan getting retweeted by Antonio Brown last year or Connor getting retweeted by Liv Coward? I don't think it's even close. It's Connor getting retweeted by Liv Coward. It just it's not doesn't doesn't compare. It doesn't relate. You know, I think Jordan from college, his content's old. He's getting stale. He needs to really get creative soon. He's trying to oh play my, the TikTok wow. game. It's really not working for him, I don't think. And uh Wow. I, I just wow. think he needs to really step up his game right now. I'm worried about him. He's got plenty of time to be pumping out better content than what I've seen. I've been disappointed. 
This is a bad take. I, Andre, I agree with you. It is a bad take. Anyway, I think... Jordan, I request to join this video. Jordan is not taking it. I'm sorry, Jordan. Prove me wrong. Get out there. Get out here. Get out and do it. But uh, you ready to move forward, Preston? Yeah, let's let's talk something right. that we can actually well, get our let's, grip on. Let's talk sports news. Now let's talk NFL free agency. And let's talk the top story uh, from, I think, the past few days. If you look right behind me... That guy right there, he beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. And that same Tom Brady is going to play football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, I, I just have to say, if you look behind me real carefully here above the thumb, thumbs up for uh, Comeback Player of the Year and MVP candidate Ben Roethlisberger. But, you know, we're just talking about quarterbacks behind us. But, yeah, crazy, crazy news, the Tom Brady stuff. I think out of everything that's come out of the NFL the last few days, there's some crazy stuff. Phillip Rivers going to Indianapolis. That's going to be interesting. Just a couple hours ago, Todd Gurley released by the Rams. You had the DeAndre Hopkins trade. What the heck was that? You had what is Bill the O'Brien Stephon doing? Diggs trade. You've got all this stuff. I just don't think any of it can compare to the fact that Tom Brady is leaving New England and going to Tampa Bay. And, I, and I'd be willing to put money down that Todd Gurley will be joining him there by the end of the week. Oh, it's yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. But and, why Tampa uh, Bay? Why not L.A.? You know, I, I was thinking that myself. I thought the Chargers were a good spot for him. He's trying to get Perfect into the movie fit. business. L.A. is the kind of place to go and take the family and retire and settle down. L.A.'s got weapons. They just re-signed Austin Eckler. They've got... Actually, I don't believe they re-signed Hunter Henry, did they? Or do they still have Hunter Henry? Isn't I he think a they franchise-tagged, yeah. So they franchise-tagged franchise Hunter tag. Henry. So, yeah, so they do have him. But they, there, were, there were weapons there ready to go. But now you have to also credit the fact that Tampa Bay has got some of the best wide receiver core in the league. And I think that's what Tom was looking for. He's looking for guys that will catch the ball. He's looking for help because that's what he didn't have in New England the last year or two. So I think with having Tom Brady go down to Tampa Bay, now – Tom Brady is older. Tom Brady was not a top 15 quarterback in the league last year. Granted, he did not have Gronk. He did not have a lot of help. He had a lot of injuries. But do we really think this change of scenery is going to be, okay, Tampa Bay is going to host the Super Bowl next year and they're going to be playing in it? Like, the, you have to put that discussion out there because it's Tom Brady and he's earned it. But I don't really think that that's actually the case. I think I stand by what I said when I was in your basement a few months ago that the Tom Brady dynasty is over. This is where yes. legends go to die. This is Michael Jordan on the Wizards. This is Brett Favre on the Vikings. This is Tom Brady going down to Tampa Bay to sign a two, maybe three-year contract, and maybe make the playoffs once or twice, maybe win one playoff game before he retires. I, I just don't see him dominating the league from down south. What do you, what do you think? Well... Uh, a handful of points here. Just want to respond to a few comments real quick. Uh, Andre and Jordan are talking about the whole Bill O'Brien thing. I don't want to. We're not going to go into too many details about that uh, right now. But obviously, that's an interesting thing. Wouldn't surprise me if some more stuff comes out about Bill O'Brien. But back to Tom Brady here, Preston. Hear me out on something real quick, okay? I'm not listening. Hold on. Okay, Preston's not listening yet. So. We'll give him a second, but once he's ready, I'll. Uh, I have a proposal. Not sure what Preston's doing I've got over a here. Problem. I tried to plug my phone in, and now I can't stand it up. We're gonna hold the phone for a little bit. Continue. Uh, all right. Anyway, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. Interesting. Sure. But want to hear what Bill O'Brien, somebody who's always got something up his sleeve. Do we really think Bill O'Brien is going with Jared Stidham as his quarterback? No. Do you know who Bill O'Brien might try to reach out to to be his quarterback? Are you ready for this? Let's go Andrew Luck. Imagine if Bill O'Brien takes Andrew Luck, not Bill O'Brien, Bill how Belichick. Many times are we gonna, how many times are we going to say Bill O'Brien? I was waiting for you to realize. I think I heard like 12 <laughs> Bill O'Brien say I was like, how many times are we going to let yeah, this happen? I was just going to let Bill it go. Bel Bill Belichick. Let's go back. Yes. Bill Belichick is going to give a phone call to Andrew Luck and try to get him to come out of retirement. And imagine that. Okay. I, I like that take. I don't think I do. it's crazy. Bill Belichick has always been playing chess while the rest of the league plays checkers. Yeah, it's, just, it's just the thing. I think that they are either drafting 
somebody up high. They're going to trade high up into this draft order and go snag their quarterback of the future, or it's going to be Cam Newton. That's who I think Bill Belichick is sought after. Cam Newton's on the trade block. I think you're going to see him leaving here shortly in these next upcoming days. That's where I'm expecting him to go. I think him up in New England makes a lot of sense. I think Bill Belichick is ready to kind of restructure this offense a little bit. He wants to show that he can do stuff. I love the Andrew Luck take, though. I think that's... Thank you. I mean, I think I think teams are crazy to not be reaching out to Andrew Luck right now that are looking for quarterback help. It is a perfectly healthy, year off. talented quarterback just sitting there waiting. That being said, though, there's other quarterbacks that are still on the... Out there, out there, they're on the deadline, they're trade block, you know, where's Jameis Winston going to end up? Because he's not going to stay in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady would be my guess. You know, what about Andy Dalton? Joe Flacco is now a free agent. You know, the elite quarterback Joe Flacco, he's highly sought after, I know, by every team in the league. There's just a lot of... He's not getting a starting job. No, he's, he's a backup at best, I think. But I think that... The quarterback in New England is most likely... I don't think it's Jared Stidham. I think he's going to be going to... I I like Cam Newton. I think he's the most realistic option there. I know there's some other names being thrown around. We're going to have to wait and see up there. But, you know, the the whole dynamic of this league is changing in front of our eyes. I think the Colts could be really good with a quarterback like Phillip Rivers. They've got some talented receivers. They've got Marlon Mack in the backfield, you know. I, I think that's a team that can start getting back into prominence like they were with Luck before the injury and some of the bad years. Tampa Bay is obviously going to be in conversation now, and they haven't been in conversation for a long time. You know, teams like New England might start slipping out of the conversation. A team like the Jets, remember how well Sam Darnold played when he came back from his sickness? I think a team like the Jets or the Bills can win that division next year and finish higher than the Patriots without Tom Brady at quarterback. It's the Bills' division to lose. That's my take. Especially with the Stephon Diggs trade. Going back on some of these Except, other deals yes. that we've talked about, you've got Josh Allen now with a real wide receiver threat in Stephon Diggs that can go out there and make stuff happen. I think that's definitely the team that you have to favor to go after the division. But I think the Jets have a better chance of it finish up there and Andre I, I see Andre popping in down here don't sleep on the fins the Dolphins have made a ton they've made a ton of moves though can we talk about who's their quarterback oh, yeah fair the offense is terrible and they just signed Jordan Howard as their feature back so Jordan Howard's not you good. can tell me how that works out but uh the defense is definitely stepping up a little bit and you gotta take baby steps when you're one of the worst teams in the league so we'll take baby steps we'll go from exactly there. but I don't even know where we're going anymore. We're all over the place here. Oh, yeah, my my buddy Kenny Imler down here. Kenny Imler, fellow Dolphins fan. Kenny, reply in the comments here while we're going. Can the Dolphins win this division, and if so, how? I'm curious to hear what you have to say on that. But yes, but let's talk about this quarterback right yeah, here. Yeah, let's let's move on. Keep talking about this crazy stuff. And Nick Foles going to the Bears. You know, the Bears. I I, I think I think this is something that will work for them. I think Trubisky should have been kind of fizzled out a lot here in the last few years. I just haven't been big on him. I, I think Foles can step in there with a little bit of familiarity with Matt Nagy and, you know, see what happens. I kind of, I like the deal. I know some people are saying they're going to be worse with him, but I think it'll be interesting. I like it too. It's a good move for the Bears. I think that, you know, Mitch Trubisky was drafted by, you know, John Fox was the head coach in Trubisky's rookie year. So I think that obviously... I don't think Matt Nagy sold on him. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is very good. Uh, you know, how, there's a weird connection with him. Actually, he's his girlfriend went to my high school, so that's a interesting fun fact. But here's a question I have for you, and I heard it on first take this morning, so I wanted to throw it in our own version of first take. Oh boy, who's in better shape right now? You think Foles with the Bears is more set up to succeed, or Wentz with the Eagles is more set up to succeed? I know who I'm taking, but I want to hear what you say. Oh, Wentz with the Eagles. I don't even Thank think you. I need to think about that more than... Uh, the Bears are in a tough situation. It's not even Foles' job yet, whether or not he beats out Trubisky, who isn't great anyway. The Eagles are setting themselves up really well. I know we're going to get to that here at some point because you're probably cutting off your toes as we sit here and talk until <laughs> we can get to it. But the Eagles are killing the free agency right now. They're grabbing guys on defense like it's nobody's business. They've got a decent little offense built together for a healthy Wentz. Come on. 
Like, I don't. I don't think that's a debate. I don't think you can say that Foles is better off with the, with Chicago. I, I'm assuming you agree with me. But what were they saying no, that absolutely. made Foles better? Well, you know how Max Kellerman is. He's not yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah, sure. Carson Wentz guy, and it makes sense. I guess Chicago's got a good defense. They don't have great skill position players. They got Tariq Cohen, but you know maybe they go out and try to make a move for Alshon Jeffrey. I know my brother keeps trying to tell me that one. They have Trey Burton, who's played with Nick Foles before. You know, they, they Trey Burton threw the Philly special and Nick Foles caught it, but it's Wentz and the Eagles. And let's kind of, let's talk about the Eagles now. They're still, we don't know what they're going to do on offense yet, obviously. Robbie Anderson is still out there, but defensively, things are starting to look good. I think Malcolm Jenkins is gone. We'll talk about that in a second. But last night, they trade for Darius Slay. And for the first time since Asante Samuel left Philadelphia, I can confidently say the Eagles have a lockdown corner. Yeah, I'm, as a proclaimed, I guess, Eagles hater, I don't know if that's what we call it or what, they're going to be really good on this defensive side. Javon Hargrave, they bring him in from Pittsburgh. He's been one of the most consistent nose tackles so far in his career in the NFL. He's going to be a great guy for them to plug up right up front. You've also got, you just mentioned Slay, a true quarterback one. He's going to be locked down for them. That's something the Eagles secondary has lacked for some time. So I think the moves that they've been making, clearly they have a theme and that's we want to address the defensive side of the ball, improve a little bit and go from there. And you mentioned they've lost some guys as well, but I think they're doing great right now. And I know you think that too. Yeah, it's the the Malcolm Jenkins thing. It's interesting. He only got about $8 million a year from New Orleans. But Howie Roseman said... We need to get younger. We can't stay sentimental to these guys who won us the Super Bowl. And I think getting rid of Jason Peters, getting rid of Malcolm Jenkins shows that Howie Roseman is ready to stick to his guns. And Malcolm Jenkins is 32 years old. A four-year deal takes him until he's 36. There's no point to give him that length of a deal. You give a 29-year-old Darius Slate three years. Jalen Mills, you bring back to play safety. Who I, I love that move. He's going to be a great, strong safety. Really physical in the box, but... They're getting younger defensively. The front four is going to be really good. I know they're in talks with that guy from Jacksonville whose name I refuse to try to pronounce right now. But next thing is offensively. Are they going to try to go get Robbie Anderson? Are they going to maybe trade Zach Gertz for Julio Jones? I hope not. So we'll see. Wow. Whoa. Well, I'm, this is the first I've heard of a Zach Gertz for Julio Jones trade discussion. And I saw it. Without putting I don't any, think it's going to happen, but it's an interesting thought. Without putting thought. any thought into it, just surface level, instant reaction to that, I'd say, why? Like, keep Zach Ertz. Keep Julio's the, 31. Keep Is it really worth it? End, then why go out and get Julio Jones as a lockdown receiver? Here's Kenny talking about some Dolphins. Dolphins making huge moves. No one's looking. I agree. They're making huge moves. The problem was not the offense. It was the defense. They're building that up. That's a fair take. I'll take that as a response. We'll put the Dolphins in there in the mix with the Patriots in that division. Sure. They're not winning the division. Win the division. They'll either. win the division either. I think it's the best division to win, but or to lose, I should say. Absolutely. But back to this Eagles discussion. I I don't think they should trade Ertz for Julio Jones. That's that's a, that's no, a pitter patter. I don't I don't like that. Here's what I'm thinking though. I just want to throw it out there. Yeah, I, I like what they already have on offense. And I like what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. This is an Eagles team that's improving, whether you want to improve or not. And it's going to be huge. And <laughs> Andre Miguero in the comments here, wait until the Finns get Tua and Todd. You know, that that's a good bridge here, Jake, before we continue with this. But, like, the NFL draft, that's still going to happen as scheduled. It will be televised. It probably won't have a lot of public stuff. I know, you know, Com Radio is not going to be covering it anymore, which is a real bummer for us. But... You know, there are some teams that are talking about trading. I I read today that the Dolphins are very serious about putting together a trade package to get up to the number one spot and take Joe Burrow. That tells me that the Dolphins are looking quarterback, and if they don't get Burrow, they could at least get Tua or maybe, you know, just Herbert or other guys. But the Dolphins could get a go out and get a quarterback. There's a lot of teams that could improve through the draft. There's a lot of teams that have seen crazy jumps through free agency and with this the only sports news going on right now it's kind of fun to imagine what the landscape of the league is going to look like next year yeah and if the Dolphins fall in love with Burrow obviously do what you can to move up but at the same time though I think the Bengals are moved on from Andy Dalton I expect him to be released or trade some point moving forward so I think they're going for Joe Burrow but let's go back to the Eagles real quick before we shift gears to the Steelers 
You have Carson Wentz. He's your franchise quarterback. You've built the defense up. You still got to give him a few more receivers. Alshon Jeffrey looks like he's on his way out. Deshaun Jackson, you know, you can't rely on him to stay healthy for an entire season. He played a game and a half last season. And Nelson Aguilar is a free agent, which wouldn't shock me if the Eagles bring him back cheap. But I'm still all in on trying to sign Robbie Anderson. Four years, $60, $65 million. Go from there. Maybe look for a CD Lamb, the rugs in the draft. Maybe try to trade up. So that's my take on the Eagles. I don't know if you have anything else on them, but if not, we can talk about the Steelers and their lack of moves so far. Well, the Eagles aren't allowed to go after Robbie Anderson because that's who the Steelers need to go after. So I'll bridge that into my Steelers discussion. The Steelers have been cutting contracts and moving guys left and right these last few days. They're saving up a bunch of money. What are they going to do with it? You know, they're making some room. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat waiting to see what are the Steelers going to do. They're going to make a move. There's guys I'm falling in love with on the free agent market. Robbie Anderson being one of them would be a great receiver to plug right in. I also would love the thought of Eric Ebron coming to Pittsburgh, putting dual tight end sets with Vance McDonald and Ebron out there, giving Roethlisberger targets to hit. You know, Todd Gurley's a free agent now. I know the Steelers aren't going to go out and get Todd Gurley, and if they do, I'll break my self-distancing quarantine and hug every person I meet (laughs) on a five-mile radius, you know? Melvin Gordon is out there. Could the Steelers offer Melvin Gordon some kind of contract and bring in somebody outside of James Conner? I've already made it known that I think the Steelers need to focus on their offense. Their draft pick in the second round is a spot that I want them to target a guy like K.J. Hamler. Look for a receiver that you can put in the slot or look for a tight end if you don't get one in free agency. Maybe draft a running back. You know, I'm not all about the Steelers need to go get Jameis Winston. The Steelers need to trade up and draft a quarterback. Shut up. Because it doesn't need to happen. The Steelers are fine with Ben Roethlisberger for this upcoming season. You need to operate as if you're going after a championship. And if you're going to do that, you need to put weapons around your Hall of Fame quarterback. And that's Ben Roethlisberger. So what do I want to see the Steelers do? Robbie Anderson would be a great guy. I'm looking at a list of guys that are still free agents. Robbie Anderson would be a great guy for the Steelers to target. He might be a little bit above the price point they're looking at. Brashad Perriman. He had a nice little revival to his career down in Tampa Bay. Struggled with Baltimore at times, but him back in Tampa Bay, he could come in on a lower-end deal. You know, there's other guys out here, receivers. You mentioned Aguilar. I don't really think the Steelers are looking towards Aguilar much, but, like, Devin Funches is a free agent. Could that be someone they're looking at? Philip Dorsett's a free agent. These are all guys you could bring in their boomer bust, but they could be cheap. And if you bring in cheap veteran receivers, put them alongside guys like Juju and James Washington and Deontay Johnson, who are all poised to have good seasons. Deontay Johnson had a great breakout rookie season. Juju didn't play well last year, but remember a guy named Antonio Brown, who was a top-of-the-line receiver when he was with Pittsburgh. When Ben Roethlisberger wasn't under center, his numbers were crap. So you can't expect Juju to just come out an entire season without Ben and still be an all-pro receiver. It's not going to happen. So I think Juju with a season with Ben Roethlisberger has a huge step back after a slump last year. I think if the Steelers' running game could stay healthy with James Conner, that would be fine, but I don't trust that he can stay healthy. That's why I want to see them target cheap running backs, draft running backs, find receivers that can complement Ben, find another tight end to plug in there because I don't believe that Vance McDonald alone is going to be enough for that. You know, the one deal that the Steelers did make is they went out and got Derek Watt. You know, two Watts are better than one, and I love it, but they just paid $3 million to a fullback. He better be really involved in some sort of game scheme, whether it's special teams or just on the offensive side. You know, I was pumped when I saw it. I think that's awesome, but I want I want more. I want that big signing, and they've been moving money around left and right for the last three days. I'm waiting for it. What's it going to be? And I swear... If it's Jameis Winston or a big quarterback, I'm going to punch a hole in the wall. I'm going to put my head in the wall because I'm going to be so frustrated because that's not what they need to do right now. That's I, Andre wants to see me dunk one when this stream ends. Andre, I'll, sh- I'll give you one better do when it. the stream ends. We'll show you the hat collection. That's uh, a sight within itself. But I have the Super Bowl trophy over here too I can pull there out. There we go. Do a little house tour. Get the dogs in the SNS show live exactly. stream. So that's where I'm at with the exactly. Steelers. I want to see some sort of offensive additions, just little things. It doesn't have to be go out and trade for Julio Jones or something crazy. Just 
bring in some small guys and complement the offense around Ben Roethlisberger and let the offense go out. The defense was already stellar last year. And yes, they just lost Javon Hargrave, but they're getting some guys back from injury that can help fill that void. Ramon Foster just retired, but they've got some linemen that they can re-sign and piece in there. Not big losses yet. And they were able to get the franchise tag down on Bud Dupree, so that's good. So basically, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some sort of offensive improvement. Jake, I feel like you're just sitting here patiently waiting to tell me something about Ben Roethlisberger that'll make me upset. But go ahead, tell me. What, what, do, you, what do you think about all Got this? Got a lot to respond to. It kind of reminds me of like when someone texts you like seven different thoughts at once. That's me. That's, you, if, you, if you don't catch on, that's me. I, I, I don't send one big text. I send seven chunks because that's just how my mind works. It's not just you. There's other people out there who I'm not going to call out specifically, but it's when you get like seven texts at a time and you're like, okay, how do I respond to all this? But and that one person who I am calling out wants us to do a coop live, live read at one point. So we have to do that before... <laughs> Before the show is over, maybe get some fried chicken and yeah. bite into it. But yeah, anyway, do some ASMR. back to the Pittsburgh Steelers and back to Ben Roethlisberger. They have one year left in their championship window. One year. And it's this year, obviously. They need to find a way. As I've, I'm on the record of saying it plenty of times throughout our show that they need to find a way to build this team for him this year. Derek Watt is not going to be the deal breaker for him. Maybe go out and get another wide receiver. Maybe a Robbie Anderson. That's some kind of speed type wide receiver. The pair of Juju. Maybe go out and get Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon. I'm in the boat. Go Melvin Gordon. Todd Gurley may only be 25, but I think he's washed up. I don't know what you think, but... I think Todd. I think the price tag on Todd Gurley is going to be too high, whereas the price tag on Melvin Gordon is going to be a little bit lower because he's going to start getting desperate because people haven't gone after him. I think Melvin Gordon would piece better into the system in Pittsburgh and... It's not that I don't trust James Conner. I love James Conner, but he just he's injury prone. If you can find somebody else to make that a one-two punch at the running back position. I mean, look at Philly last year. You guys had the one, two, three, four punch at the running back position, mixing all these different guys in. It doesn't hurt to have fresh legs. You bring a guy like Melvin Gordon in, and him and James Conner take turns going after the ball. It's not something I really expect them to do. I'd be shocked if it happened. I'd be happy if it happened. But more or so, I agree with you on the wide receiver end of things. Love to see Robbie Anderson. Another name out there that's a little bit attractive in this situation, Emmanuel Sanders, a guy who's been in Pittsburgh. He didn't leave Pittsburgh on the best of terms, had some negative things to say about Kevin Colbert and Ben Roethlisberger, but a free agent just sitting out there, if he'd be willing to return back to Pittsburgh, another veteran receiver presence to put alongside Juju, I wouldn't, wouldn't hate that either. Yeah, I'm just looking for some kind of offensive help. Help build this team around Ben Roethlisberger and see what they can do. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think you raise more good points. I think, obviously, I don't love the Emmanuel Sanders idea. I'll be 100% honest with you. I think they need to go a Robbie Anderson type of guy. Put all their eggs in that basket. I don't think that they're going to go running back. I think they're going to say, you know, we have Ben Roethlisberger. We're going to make him throw 45 times a game. Give James Conner 10, 15 carries and go from there. I don't think... They're going to spend a lot of money into the wide receiver. They will wide receiver, not into the running back position. It's not, it's not a position you put a lot of money in, and I just don't see them doing it. And they showed that by not wanting to pay Le'Veon Bell in the past, so it makes sense why they would not exactly. want to do that. But, you know, there's, there's other receivers out there that you can go after at a cheaper price. Like Robbie Anderson's probably that top receiver free agent target right now. It's a very receiver-heavy draft, too. Like I said that before. I could see them targeting a receiver in the early second round in Pittsburgh. I'd love to see that be a KJ Hamler. Stick a guy, a flyer, somebody that can get some vertical speed, somebody that can get down the field, a deep range target for Ben Roethlisberger who loves to unleash the football. If they can get somebody like that in Pittsburgh again, you know, in the past it's been Mike Wallace, it's been Antonio Brown. I think Juju could be that guy, but you could continue to compliment him with other receivers, maybe go out and get a big name tight end an offense that can work especially with a quarterback that understands how to pick defenses apart and throw the football and I think one thing that we can tie both between the Eagles and the Steelers so I think I can take away from this conversation between both teams it's that they need speed receivers you have your juju but you need a burner who you can line up on any corner a guy who's going to run a 4-3-40 and you know can you know beat any corner and really stretch out the offense I think it's something both the Eagles and Steelers lacked last season and that's why someone like a Robbie Anderson can be so valuable. 
Yeah, I, I would love to. I'd love to see it, but like we said before, and taking a look at the comments here, uh, Dom Vercella, if they were to miraculously get Gurley, they could move Connor to a flex, use him as a wide receiver, backup running back. It's something you don't see. You don't see a lot in the NFL. I don't think. You know, there's there's a few cases the Ty Montgomerys of the world running backs to receivers, but sure, I could easily see them doing that. I don't I don't anticipate Kevin Colbert even blinking twice or even breathing in the direction of wanting to bring in a girly. I'd be shocked to even see them go after Melvin Gordon. I would love it, but I would be shocked. And that's why I'm leaning more towards looking at a wide receiver on the market you can get at a good rate or saving your receiver for the draft because the Steelers draft receivers incredibly well. Let them draft a receiver and go out and get a guy like Eric Ebron and bring a tight end in that can catch the ball an offensive target. Love to see it. That I, I, I think this goes for both of us. No matter what team you're pulling for, you're always looking for the splashy signing. You want somebody yes. big. You want somebody to dig your teeth into the big trade, the big signing, something to be happy and get excited about for that next season. You know, for me, it's the offense, and it's not quarterback. And I already said, if they go out and waste all that money to bring in Jameis Winston to back up Ben, I'll put my head through a wall because I'll be so disappointed and frustrated because I – and this is not me advocating that Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback for the next seven years. Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback. There's a championship window that you called one year. I'd be willing to stretch that potentially to two years if you put the right guys in there. I think Ben has two healthy years. I think he's got no more than three total. So in these next two to three years, you can figure out the quarterback situation for the next 20 years. But for now, you got to operate under, we're going to go try to win a championship, so let's put the guys out there, and that's not spending a big chunk of money on a backup quarterback. This isn't something where you're going to think that Jameis Winston's going to blow everybody away and become the next biggest thing. I just, I don't buy it. I don't want to see them waste money on that right now. And if they do that, and this could be cold takes exposed, you, if you're, you're going to have this on recording, you can hammer me later. But I think that, I think they should not be looking at a quarterback in the, um, early parts of the draft they could draft a quarterback in the fifth or fourth fifth round they've got picks down there that's different I don't really think it's a draft that sets up well for the Steelers to go get a quarterback unless you're trying to trade up and I don't like the free agent quarterbacks out there so I'm not worried about it go get receivers go get some running back depth maybe plug in a couple of extra guys on defense I mean look at some of the big name defensive free agents out there and I don't know if the the piece is right but you're looking at Jadevian Clowney, currently a free agent. Haha Clinton Dix at safety. You've got Emerson Griffin, you can plug in there. You've got um where is it? Nadamaka Su. There, there's big name defensive guys out there. I don't think that's the direction. Nadamakong Su is washed well, up. You could say that, but at the same time, a cheap one year deal if you're looking for a little piece spot to fill up the defensive line. Clown Clowney would be a good signing. I would love Clowney signing, and I'm not even advocating for defensive help here in Pittsburgh right now. They they play the Eagles next year, so, you know, it's perfect weapon to try to take Carson Wentz out of the game. But I was going to say one more point as we talk about quarterbacks. I think for the Eagles, they brought back Nate Sudfeld on a one-year deal. I would have no opposition to the Eagles going after a Joe Flacco to back up Carson Wentz, somebody with experience, somebody who's won a Super Bowl before. And for the Steelers, I'm in the boat of kind of, if you can get Jameis Winston on a two-year, $25 million contract, and I and I feel like trying to do what you did with him, like Teddy Bridgewater did with the Saints, have him there in case of emergency, a guy you know can win games, but also if Ben's to retire in a year and Winston takes a year off, develops, sits back a little bit, a 27, 28-year-old Jameis Winston might be a better option when Ben retires than a second-year quarterback that you draft in the fifth round. That's my two cents. So... So here's where I, I'll answer to that, and then we can move on because this argument could go for an hour. But I think that Ben has already expressed that he has every intention of filling his contract, which is set for the next two years. That's why I think this window to win a championship with him is one to two years with him playing two to three years. That's what I'm operating on. I don't expect anything different. And you can't be the Steelers and say, oh, yeah, he said he was going to play, but but what if he doesn't? Oh, no. Like, you can't play the Colts game. I mean, yeah, the Colts got screwed. That stinks. Andrew Luck left. But 
you can't take that money that you want to give to Jameis Winston. You can't tell me there's not better places on that, better holes on that team that you could give that money to and put a better product out there on the field. Because I don't believe in paying Jameis Winston money to come in and be the backup in Pittsburgh is, oh, just in case Ben gets hurt, just in case Ben retires. That's like telling me, what if Carson Wentz decides this offseason, yeah, I'm, I'm too hurt, I'm retiring. Well, is Nate Sudfield going to be the quarterback? No. Well, why are the, aren't the Eagles going out and getting Jameis Winston? This is preposterous, you know? I just... I wouldn't be I'm, opposed a year deal. Yeah, I'm just... I'm not... There's better holes that the Steelers could fill than to go out and get Jameis Winston. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't know... I, I don't know if Jordan from college is still listening. He's my fellow <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh analyst here. I don't know what he can chime in on with anything, but I'd rather see them use that money elsewhere. That's that's just me. No, it's it's... It's a good point, and I think that if you're, you're saying we're going all in right now, we're kind of putting the future on hold right now, and whatever happens, happens in a year from now, and it's, uh, I respect it. It's a good point, but uh, we're at the 50-minute mark so far. I know Instagram Live shuts us down at an hour, so obviously we should probably uh, to me. start to wrap, wrap things up and just talk about kind of how we're looking to move forward with this. Obviously, you know, I'm still good doing at least once a week, if not multiple times a week, because we're going to have nothing but time at this point. And obviously, you know, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. We'll uh, we'll try to keep up with whether it's a minute or two videos to react to news. We'll run polls. Just try to find a way to stay engaged. But I definitely, uh, I enjoyed this. A good way to interact with our listeners on Instagram Live. We got the podcast going in the background, so I'll that up on Spotify later. Definitely uh, something to look forward to while we're uh, quarantined. Yeah, and I just hope that we can get the Facebook working once again, get back live on the SNS Show Facebook page, and very grateful for everybody tuning in and the interaction we can do. I mean, 200-some miles apart, it's kind of tough to do a live radio show every week like we've been doing, but we have every intention of trying to make something come up every single week. And, you know, as we run out of things to talk about, we'll start doing movie reviews because what the heck else are we going to do we'll until Andrew, sports comes Andrew back? Field. We can, yeah, we can get, we bring some special guests in, do some uh, – Find, we'll find stuff to talk about because yeah. that's what we're and we'll try to that's what we'll try doing. to do guests we'll try to you know maybe try to find some interviews to do maybe if anyone that played Penn State Athletics wants to talk to us we'll make it happen but definitely we'll uh, we'll figure it out obviously it was uh, it was fun today well obviously we'll keep it going and hopefully uh, most of all we'll hopefully once this quarantine's over even if we can't go back to school we'll find a way to do a show in the same place again yeah that's that would, that's the goal and you know, once I uh, once I can trust that you're healthy and my self distancing, because you know I don't want to don't want to be within six feet of you, then maybe we can do a show together again here in the future. Because it's it's tough being away from school, being away from the studio, away from the grind. But you know, you got to find a way to make it happen. And that's what we're trying to do. All right, Preston, give the people what, us what we want. I'll throw you an. Uh, they all want this dunk. I don't I don't know if I got a ball anywhere. I like don't know what I'm dunking here. I just. And just trust I can get my hand on the rim. I can uh, I can make it happen. I'll show the hat collection though. That's Let's see the hat collection. I'll I'll get the Super Bowl trophy real quick. Definitely something worth showing. So we got our top sixty right here on the door. Nice sixty hat collection, and then our remaining one hundred plus here in the closet. Gotta love the uh, gotta love the hat storage. All three hundred of them checked in into the hatalog. Gotta love it. And we got the uh, Super Bowl trophy right here. Got the plaque on it. Eagles Patriots. Ah, yes. So. You know, each week we'll uh, we'll find something cool to show you guys at the end. But uh, Preston, maybe I can dunk by the end of this. Who knows? I'll find a ball. But Preston, not sure if you have anything else left to add, or are we uh, finishing up here? I think that's the end of a show. Once again, this show was brought to you by Lions Pride. You can visit them online. So, uh, social distancing at lions-pride.com. Don't go to 112 East College Avenue. They're not gonna let you in. But lions-pride.com, best Penn State gear. Got to get the live reads in. All right, a big thank you to everybody who tuned in on Instagram. We'll see you soon. If you're listening to us on our podcast, huge thank you for tuning in and uh, have a good one. See you Instagram, see you podcast. We'll see you soon.